The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanier with Jim Cramer, David Faber, the New York Stock Exchange. Futures holding on to gains as the jobs number comes in solid, 136,000, just south of estimates. Wages up 2.9 year on year is down from 3.2, which will give folks something to debate today regarding the future health of the labor market. Europe is green. Ten-year yield inches back up to 154. Our roadmap begins with the latest key read on the economy, jobs. Unemployment hits a five-decade low. Stocks are set for a positive open to close out what's been a Follow a week. Plus, more phones, please. Apple reportedly increasing production of its iPhone 11 models by about 10%. The shares are rallying ahead of the bell. Also, is capitalism as we know it dead? Or how much wealth is too much? Some surprising thoughts from Mark Benioff and Mark Zuckerberg today. That's coming up. We're going to start with the jobs number, though. Obviously, 136 is a good number. The unemployment rate down to 3.5, lowest since 1969. Retail loses 11K, Jim. Right. Uh, Manufacturing loses 2K, but government up 22. Look, this is a number which says to me that the Fed can still cut because the sector that's being really stagnant is manufacturing, and a lot of that is the fact that the dollar is so strong. I mean, even it's very interesting on the Costco conference yesterday, they talked about, how, hey, listen, we got these tariffs, but don't worry about it. You see, because the dollar is strong and the, the Chinese currency is weak, it kind of makes up for it. I mean, that's something we have to be thinking about, that we continue to lose because of the currency. So that gives the Fed the uh, reason and uh, ability to move. Uh, I don't like that it's all health care again. It reminds me of the old economy that health care adds. Well, it's also a lot of government workers potentially yes. for the census. Steve Leisman was uh, taking note of the fact that private sector didn't look that great. No. Uh, and that does go to this question of whether capital investment has slowed and therefore hiring has slowed as a result as well. It has. Look, I, I think that people are very uncertain. I mean, don't forget, if you pay any attention to Washington, do you have any idea what's going to happen? Any idea? No. None. Okay. What? Uh, no, well, I mean, no, Washington, every day is an adventure. Washington is a, the biggest uh, tailwind, our biggest headwind to the economy that I can recall. I have not seen it since Nixon is such a headwind. Uh, and it's just, it fights you at every turn. Uh, you, you have to check Twitter. You have to check the, I mean, look at the lead headlines. I mean, China, Ukraine, Biden, you know, you get me? Jim, market doesn't care about it. No, but lowers the PE, lowers the PE. The manufacturing stocks are doing terrible. That's I mean, trade. Mar- That's a different... You're, you're, you're I'm talking saying, impeachment or are you talking well, trade? I, okay, uh, the classic example is, is that when, when Speaker Pelosi said that we're probably going to get a deal with Mexico and Canada, and I just don't know how that's possible. And that's just a huge part of it, much bigger than China. How do we not get that deal? I mean, the Mexicans want to do it, the Canadians want to do it, the United States wants to do it, and we can't get it through Congress? I mean, that's, well, that's the most... Some people this week said if we can't get that ratified through Congress... Who's to say we can get a good China deal ratified through Congress? I, t- I totally agree right? with you. That's my big worry. I mean, I just think the idea of, of Nancy Pelosi sitting down with Trump, how is that possible? Hey, I'm trying to impeach you. Let's make you a deal. A China deal ratified? You don't need a China if it's a, deal. If it's a well, trade yeah. agreement, sure. Yeah, right. I, 
Apple. Well, I, I just think that, look, they're, they're hurting the economy. You need, if you talk to, say, UPS or Union Pacific, we need to deal with Mexico. Plus, I mean, the currency is such an advantage for them. It's almost 20. You free, remember, if you move to Mexico, and I know the president's going to come after you, but free health care, very better education system than ever. A lot of safe cities don't believe all this stuff. It's a big country. Uh, no, no pollution control rules to speak of. Uh, non-union. Well, um, back, want, to the, uh, back to the employment number. Well, three, uh, three and a half percent of unemployment. Best three and a half percent. With no, no inflation, inflation. With no inflation. And a one five or one six on the 10 year. How about that, Trump? David Wessel sent something out earlier, tweeted something earlier, said if you told people 2009 this would be the way this looks, you never would have believed it. Not possible. It's just unbelievable. Ten years later. I mean, remember, Marty Musi from Paychex, small to me inside, why is the unemployment rate not lower? Can't find people. Now, that's a percentage. You're saying they need to. If that were true, then, why are wages down from the prior month? Yeah. Right? 2-9, that's what people are asking. If it's so tight, why do employers feel they can get away with paying Less than they were a month ago. Well, I do think that there is uh, this gig economy that shafts people. The gig economy doesn't do, you don't do as well. That's curious. It really is. In a tight labor market, the fact that wages... I was surprised is that wages... I was surprised that wages didn't advance that much. I was surprised. I mean, it's incredible that you can well, have... we keep waiting for, and it doesn't well, ever we, really come. We We've seen it. spurts, obviously, well, because above three or two nine. But automation. Digitization. That's doing it. That's doing it. Keeping wages. Look, you can, ServiceNow can replace you. Workday can replace you. They replace you. Salesforce yeah, but, but, can replace you. All right, you. but I got 3.5% unemployment rate. Who's getting replaced? Somebody's people, finding jobs. People so. who make eighty dollars to $120,000 are being replaced by technology. That's what's happening. Yeah, big paper out of the San Francisco Fed this week about whether or not I mean, it's not offshoring, really, in their no, view. It's no. automation. Well, when you talk to these companies, what are they really doing? That they're, they're making it so... What is Zendesk doing, David? Zendesk is making so you don't have to have a big customer service business. That's what Zendesk... David, Zscaler. Z-Scaler. I mean, you can outsource all sorts of, uh, of, of cybersecurity. David, Okta. Okta. What are you doing? Just repeating what I'm saying? Yes. How about Ring Central then? Ring Central. These are all real companies that everybody... Avaya. These that are my, all real companies. That my daughter wants yes. to do. Avaya good. My daughter yeah, said, listen, Avaya Dad, I want to be the COO of Okta. I said, you got to have some experience. She goes, who even the hell knows what it is? Why can't I just do it? I think there's more to it than that. Zscaler. Zscaler's done. Done your way. <laughs> uh, we're going to watch... Zscaler's a real company. I know it is. Laughs. Just laughs. Just laughs. Just drives you crazy. The control room's just trying to keep up with your charts. That's all. <laughs> well, I mean, Okta just had a major uh, but no, break. Your yeah, point yesterday. is well Octa taken. Was, Digitization. Automation, a lot of things contributing, which will only increase contributing to keeping a a cap on on wages in some way. That's the pressure. There are still jobs. Obviously, there's a surfeit of jobs. But if you have sales, you bring in Salesforce, okay? Well, you don't need to have a massive research department that tells you which way the wind blows anymore. They'll do it for you. Right. And boy, did Mark Benioff. We're going to get to Benioff's oh, comments. Oh, my, was that a brilliant speech? Yeah. Brilliant, uh, wasn't it? So well First, let's do Apple, though. Up in the pre-market, important story. Nikkei says the company has told suppliers to boost production of the 11 by up to 10% or 8 million units. That's due to better than expected global demand. Sources say the recent surge in orders is concentrated in the cheapest model and the 11 Pro. Uh, you know, we always say supply chain leaks are not... Don't take it to the bank, but this is a that would this be a big, big move. Be a you, big move. You, you knew it. 
I, I checked around about how people are doing. I got enough sources within the company. I mean, it's not just the the phone, um, the watch. I don't know. You know, where's my watch? I ordered it three weeks ago. Where the hell? Where is it? Uh, there is a backlog for a lot of things, but I think what's really important is that the underestimation of the new phone, the Pro, like people, I was with someone yesterday who said, can you believe the three cameras, what you can do with them? You can throw away your Nikon. You can throw away your uh, Sony. Uh, they're, those are cameras, David. Yeah. A- and the, this is a very popular, the slim down one's very popular. No one's better. The, the NFL ad, I think, is so important. The ad which just shows you that they pulverize this thing and it keeps ticking. Uh, that it's waterproof. There were a lot of features to the 11 that I think were underestimated by the people. And, of course, Tim Cook, always underestimated. I mean, it comes out, uh, and people say, oh, what is that? That is nothing new since Steve Jobs. There's nothing new. I mean, it's one of the most compelling machines that I've seen. And particularly if you're an Instagram-oriented person and you use Instagram to build your business, you, can, you look like any other large retailer if you use that camera. Is that what I've been looking for? Or a Snap, uh, or if you're Snap-oriented. Uh, Snap had, is, is executing better. In, Instagram. They were a camera one, company. Uh, Remember when they went public? That's, that's what, what they, they called were, themselves. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. probably ill-advised. But, but, but I just think that we're in a moment where that camera is a game-changer, and people didn't think it was. People you want. There's their Snap. Morgan Stanley takes it to neutral from sell today. Although they yeah. do say... We question the ability to garner higher multiple on a sustained basis. They basically answer, why don't we take it to a buy? Well, look, when you look at what Clorox is doing or Proctor's doing, they're trying to find, Estee Lauder, they're trying to find these people, these elusive millennials and gen whatevers. uh, and, And what happens is that's where they are. They're cord cutters. They're not watching us. They're watching uh, things on, they're watching, they're looking at their Instagram feed. And you can sneak in. I don't know if you've seen the new level of Instagram ads. Like my wife is going through her feed. It's like, well, this is dog feed. This is dog feed. Oh, here's an ad. Here's an ad for dog. Here's dog feed. Plus, of course, they're listening to you. I don't know if people feel good. I mean, I was talking about a, a terrific doctor who passed away. Doctor Kleber. He was the the czar, the drug czar, for, for George W. George Bush, and he was fantastic. And then I opened my 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 PC, and it's got his obituary. And this has to do with what? You know, you'd speak and they, they, they hear you and they give you an ad. That's oh, speaking. they were I'm responding to responding your... Responding to what I said. I was talking and my PC heard me and popped up the obituary of That's paper. scary. It is. But what matters to me is, is that the advertisements have gotten so sophisticated that you click on them as you think that they're, wow, hey, I want that. It's targeted. And I think that that's why... Snap is going to do okay. We don't have enough. Someone should, you know, I think either or. or, Snap is used as a communications tool by all these kids now. They don't text each other. They snap each other. That's true. All right. I can, I see it. Right. Every day. And I I try to text my son. I don't get him. Well, but I'm not on Snap. I want him. him. You got to be. If you want to reach him, right? You're going to join. I want Church and Dwight wants to sell him things. I'm afraid. Church and Dwight has a um, a all natural deodorant. They want to sell that to your son. That's how they reach you. They all text. All of, I mean, they but, all snap to commute just well, like, where are you going to be? Where, I'm going to meet you here uh, or whatever. This is usual I, I, stuff. I, 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 that's I'm what just, they use. So that's good for snap. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That's where the advertisers are, David. All right. And then uh, my other one is on there on Instagram looking at makeup things. That's why Estee Lauder comes up. They use that's it. huge budget. That's you need to know. Huge budget in, on Instagram for Estee Lauder, which, of course, is one of the great companies of our era. Fabrizio Freda, who's from uh, Eastern Italy. 
Yes. Done very well in China. David Zscaler is trading actively. Zscaler. Okta. <laughs> he doesn't even know what Okta does. That's just so... I do. I know what Okta does. Yeah, you think does. it's a cereal company. Did you have your Okta today with your Wheaties? I didn't actually have my cereal today. Usually it's life. Sometimes I, don't I go know, with it. Look, there are companies out there that are saving, saving people, uh, companies money like you wouldn't believe. And that keeps job pressure, wage pressure. Versus, look, we have to pay $18 for a dishwasher at, at uh, Longshoreman. Shopify. Shopify. Shopify is one of the greatest creators of jobs in our era. You want to just set up an online retailer? Boom. Shopify. Look, David, there are billionaires being created in Shopify. Now, of course, Washington wants to reverse that. Guys, we're going to take a break. A uh, lot to get to this morning, including HPQ, uh, Costco, FedEx, got a call on CSX, uh, GE, of course, uh, Stephen Tuz over at uh, JP Morgan. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Take one more look here at the pre-market is the jobs number. If you missed it this morning, 136K. Back in just a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. All right, we made it. It's a Friday. Got about 14 minutes before we get started with trading here. Final trading day of the week, if you like to keep track of those things. Of course. And our last mad dash. Costco reported after the bell. Okay. What do you think? David, there's a lot of misinformation about Costco today. That people saying, look, it wasn't that good a quarter. Stocks would be under pressure. Uh, th- that's just, that's nonsense. Okay. These guys are more in control of their own destiny than any, uh, any retailer other than perhaps Walmart. And Richard Galanti... Uh, just told an unbelievable story. He's your CFO. And it's not just, David, that they sold a diamond ring for $220,000. We sold another large diamond ring. for people. I love the fact that people, people buy... walk into Costco and buy it, or I don't, I don't know where they buy it. But they, yeah. Right, Costco, at $220,000. diamond ring. Now, David, they opened a store in Shanghai. Yes. Uh, they had to close it in four hours. Right, we Why? saw the video. Because they have unbelievable demand. They currently have 200,000 members signed up, uh, and that's like more than they'll have from a Costco all year. Now, what, here's what matters. In China. In China. Yes. Here's what matters. They Galante does not then say, like any cheesy, stupid retailer, we're going to put up like 10 right now. He's going to say, listen, we got to figure this out. And so we're going to be measured in our growth in China. Well, people didn't want to hear that. They want him to throw up a lot of stores and screw it up. No, he won't do that because he's in control. David, this was a fine quarter. If you can't be uh, uh, 5% comp store sales, a remarkable loyalty, 90%. And no, everyone renews their card. I always renew my card. I'm sure you have it on uh, renewal too. Uh, and I just think that it's just those who sell it today, I'm laughing at you. 
I'm laughing. Those are still, remember the scene in Carrie when 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 what, what Travolta says we're all going to laugh secret, at you. What is what? the secret to Costco's success in ten words or less? What membership all card? All these years, membership card. The ability to go into China and somehow do what other retailers have not been able to do. It's what? called price, David. I got a Zania shirt there for $27. Do you know that most people, companies, have to pay like $50 and then they market to $75? I got it for $20. And by the way, I got it. Jim, Jim Sinegal was at that point running it. And I, I went up to the one up in New York. He's, Jim, look at these. Look at these. I bought 10 of them. I could open the retail store. I'd make a fortune. So the trick is, is that the prices are low. Treasure hunt feel. Absolutely. And the card, David, the card, the card, the card. It's a club. It's a club I want you to join. You know, it's as big as Amazon. Will you join the club with me this weekend? I'll give you all, David, the free samples there. Really? Do not eat before you go. Okay. Do not. I, I, and the I crab dip. You gave me that have you had the, have you had the crab, the crab dip? Sure, but the crab dip? No, I haven't had it. You're coming I, with me. I have not been in You're coming with me. Okay. You break the fast at Costco. Ooh, wow. Sounds exciting. Not with crab. All right. We got a uh, opening bell. Opening bell. That's what's coming up 12 minutes from now. Of course, you can see how futures are looking if we got that employment number. Looks like the markets are reacting fairly well. More squawk on the street coming at you. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. A lot of people commenting that to print 136K, given all the uncertainties, is a big positive. Market seems to think uh, the same. The Dow futures up 60, opening bell in just about nine minutes. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in just about six minutes. Busy Jobs Friday. Again, 136K is just south of estimates of 145, uh, but the unemployment rate down to 3.5 is the lowest since 1969. You mentioned Costco. We've talked about Apple. Um, David, we haven't gotten to the HPQ reorganization, which is going to mean a fair amount of layoffs, according to the journal. Yeah, potentially as much as 9,000. That's what, 16% of the overall workforce. Dan Weisler stepping down due to health reasons. The new CEO comes in and lowers the boom in terms of... uh, in terms of significant reduction, really? despite the fact the company has done fairly well. But Enrique feels that since they got the a right split, size. by the way, from, right. from, since the split into HP Inc. and HP. But this printing business, David, that yeah. company, the new model, it's really hurting him. And the, uh, the low margin printing business is hurting him. It's not being made up by a demand for PC, or more importantly, I keep hoping that the 3D business will become a bigger business. That is something that Dion felt would happen. It's still too small to move the needle. 
It's a lot of jobs. It's a lot of jobs. And it is. I mean, we've seen other layoff news from Lowe's and even Deer this week, but yep. nothing, no numbers like this. No, and this is, uh, printing has just been compressed so badly, and I know that uh, it, they've got this new model that's more of a subscription model. I did to me, it's just another way to shrink jobs. But right. well, I, I, look, I, I, you can the, go back to when Meg Whitman first took the job. Yeah. I don't even know how many years ago that was, of course. And then we followed it very closely. She joined us to record. They had 325, 350,000 employees. Yeah, we always were surprised. It was then Hewlett Packard. Obviously, there's a lot of companies now that that uh, uh, came from that. But the jobs numbers, if you total them all up, are nowhere near what it once. But they're going to buy back a huge number of shares. Uh, they've got a very good yield. It's dividend's going to go higher. I know that it's uh, eight times earnings. There's a lot of stocks that are eight times earnings. For those who think that the market's expensive, I've got news for you. I, I can give you 10 stocks that the markets that indicate the market's not expensive at all. And they're big cap stocks. It might be Ford, whether it be GM, a, a Micron, a, a Goldman Sachs. Boy, is that no? But then you get names like and Stephanie Link joined us yesterday in the closing bell. And I, I love that. That was a great she's, discussion. She's excellent. But she talks about Pepsi, how much she loves it, but then she can't buy it at twenty-five times. You do have some of these names. Oh, you look at utilities record valuation this week. Reits. The reits are, are are just incredible. But that's uh, again, that's rates. But I thought the discussion with Stephanie, Costco came up and. Costco is a, a very expensive stock, but it's doing very well. There she thought, owns it at 35 I know she right. did. I thought that was good. She liked that. Right. Uh, I've discussed PepsiCo, I think, is really an ideal situation. There's still some analysts who are negative. Uh, one analyst today, I'm not going to mention, said that, that they didn't, they'd made it all up in price. I, I'm seeing big volumes for a lot of their new, dro- new uh, liquids. But remember, it's a Frito-Lay story. Yeah. So you, you look past uh, the uh, what some called weakness in carbonated software. Yes, I, look, it, it, that that is they're taking a little share from Coca Cola. They've added some new uh, drinks. Uh, my, Mountain Dew wasn't that good. I admit the Mountain Dew, which I like, wasn't strong. But I do think that Frito Lay is incredible, and and, and freight costs coming down. Uh, I think they're doing a lot of stuff. Coca Cola up there. I think Coca Cola will be fine. James Quincy good, deliver a good number. I like the growth of PepsiCo, and there's a lot of analysts who are fighting it. Stock did trade at 139 yesterday, all-time high. I think it still can be bought. Speaking of freight costs coming down, uh, J.P. Morgan does cut CSX to neutral. Brutal. Brutal cut. Uh, what kind of comment is that, Jim? Uh, I mean, it's had a great run. Okay. That's the export and import economy, and they're just not sending the same number of 18,000 uh, containers on a boat anymore. And, uh, Vietnam ain't making up for it. So I think that there's the rails are very problematic. But the rails have come down huge. They all went up when what David likes to talk about is precision railroading. Yes. The late Hunter Harrison having introduced it originally. Right. Before precision railroading, there was just chaos. Well, and then I mean, somebody said, let's bring some precision well, to it is, railroading. I mean, and then now it's all precision. Well, I, I, of I, course, I'm joking, but it is kind of a funny term. Well, I, I like Union Pacific very much here. I'm not going to back away. I just think that they've returned a lot of capital. Are they going to make the quarter? Probably not. Yeah, let's think a little bit longer than the quarter. Like a lot of jokers are making fun of me because I said, hey, look, listen, Boeing's up 15%. And Phil came out, Phil Bow, and he said, listen, they're probably going to get approved. And I said, look, I, I don't know, I, I, what's going to hurt Boeing if it hasn't been hurt already? And the answer is, is that there's still a lot of demand out there for some secular demand for real, for real estate. You know, the, or the REITs that are strong are the ones that are towers. Uh, the ones that are data centers, the ones that are apartments for millennials who are moving out of their parents' place. I mean, there's just strength. There's secular secular win- winners. Aerospace is still a winner. 
what the millennials are doing a winner. Millennials love high. That's Torito. Speaking of aerospace, uh, Tusa, 90 pages. 90 pages on GE Aviation. Oh, uh, Mine only stops at page 10. <laughs> well, David, have you ever read War and Peace? No. Well, this is as long as War and Peace. This is as long as War and Peace. That's your takeaway? This yeah. is as long as War and Peace, all right? I asked uh, Ben Stoto, who works with me, I said, do you have the cliff notes yet? There's cliff notes to what Tusa does. I mean, the, 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 there's only one line that matters. We maintain our underweight with a downside bias to our $5 target. He says aviation's not the gem you think it is. That's, yeah, that was the interesting part. David, it's really, it's really page 31 that got to me. negative mix in aftermarket, underappreciated, doesn't think aviation's worth what they say. This is so long. And, you know, GE's not that exactly happy with his analysis. Uh, they think it's a little advised. But you would never own the stock, ever, if you even read to page 7. Which is about as far as I got. Let's get the opening bell on this Friday. At the big board this morning, it is Ashford, a provider of asset management to the hospitality industry at the NASDAQ. Apria Therapeutics focused on novel cancer therapies. Uh, interesting, Jim. Uh, after the jobs number, odds of a rate cut in October didn't really move that much. Yeah, I was surprised. I think that there's still people looking at the three and a half and saying that's crazy. But... You have to look at the makeup of the jobs. And the makeup of the jobs is not that good for industrial. It's, you know, housing is so good. And we know that retail's got lay- layoffs. I mean, it's, it's spotty. But I think that the Fed has to cut because of the dollar. The dollar's too high. That's the overall. We're gonna, you, when you hear it on the PepsiCo store uh, conference call, when you hear it on the Costco conference call, wait till we get the industrials. You got a, you got a caterpillar. I mean, they're just being beaten around the head by the dollar, David. David? It is. It's David? an issue. We hear about it a lot from our... Uh, well, like from Peter Navarro, that kind of person? Yeah, well, I think Peter's, himself, yeah. Peter's, Peter's got a point here about the dollar. Yeah. And he does. Where's Larry? We do Larry. not know. Larry's not coming on today. Why is he not coming on? Larry would know about the dollar. It's King Dollar here. King Dollar. Uh, it's gotten mentioned with... Uh, even on Apple upgrades, adverse FX. We know we talked about it with Pepsi. There's a, uh, we don't usually comment on BMP Paribas, yeah. but they're underweight Nike, initiate coverage Nike underweight, in part because of, uh, obviously, huge Ford. We, and you talked yesterday, Carl, about how much of the S&P's manufacturing and export. Look, the dollar, in, in any situation where we're competitive, like a Caterpillar, we're gonna lose. Dear, we're just gonna lose. Uh, because if you can buy something in uh, in euros, uh, it, it's just it costs too much to buy our stuff. I mean, I tried to buy a deer tractor in Italy. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the price of a Porsche, a tractor, price of a Porsche. So you didn't buy it? No, it's the price of a Porsche. What are you doing? I'm trying to get a used Instead European of a tractor. Using a tractor. I'm trying to buy a used European tractor. Well, there you go. That's what they were hoping for. Well, they're winning. You can't. Their stuff is. Our stuff is so expensive over there. It's frightening. People don't understand. Sh- what shouldn't it be though? Shouldn't it reflect the relative strength of our economy and the well, then, planet Earth? But Jay, Jay, yeah, Jay, Jay, Jay raised rates so quickly because he wanted to cool the economy. Well, how can he's taking his time on the? It's, it's cool. We got a soft landing. We don't want it to be. A hard landing. I've had one of those on a U.S. airplane. It is nasty. We don't want that. They foam the runway. They foam the runway. You told us that story. Oh, so I'm sorry that. I, so you're saying I repeat myself? What do you think? I'm like Seal? You think I'm Seal? Why is Jerome J. not Jerry? 
That's really one of the key questions. That's really so ask. relevant. I'm going to yeah. just get off the desk and figure that you out. Answer that one for me. I'll ask Lissa. See, I knew you'd potentially have a way to get an answer to that. His wife, Lisa Leonard, fabulous person, really one of the great people I've ever met. Um, interesting reports out of uh, the FT today that PayPal is on the verge of quitting Libra. We've talked a little bit this yeah, week about Yeah, you know, I, I think that, that Dan Shulman, you, 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 Dan Shulman's in his doing really well in China. Dan Shulman is a remarkable guy. Libra's hard, but the main thing there was David Marcus is from PayPal, the guy who runs it. So that's a very interesting uh, defection. I want to see what, what Visa and MasterCard do. I, look, I, I've always felt that you should have the right to have a Libra if you're in another country, because I would build a basket at Goldman Sachs that would be like Libra. But it's not what people are talking about right now. Right. No. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about recently in the private market coverage part of our day is uh, we work. How's those bonds doing? It does doing? involve as well public companies, namely Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan, who are trying to figure out their way out of a bad situation. Goldman Long? Well, no, but they were the ones, the key advisors on the IPO. It didn't go very well. I don't no. know if you heard. No, how the no the suboptimal to use a the phrase. Buddy might like suboptimal to use. situation. Uh, but now they're trying to, as you might expect. Raise them some more money because they need it. Well, David, what do you have? Eleven percent bonds. I mean, don't you just think you can buy them, get a couple of coupons? Yeah, maybe. But if you're JPM and Goldman Sachs, you're going to need to do some sort of fairly large financing. You'll get yourself backed by assets at the top of the stack of some kind, and then you'll try and restructure. Lay off twenty-five percent. Maybe get a boatload of warrants to go along with that. We'll see. But we got to keep following this story because it's not over. What did it turn out to be? A bad real estate company, dude? I don't know how you would describe it. It's an aberrate. It's just really, um, I don't know. I, I well, then there's the Reuters piece that uh, Moss is having a hard time raising money for the second vision. Yeah, well, we pointed out the, the ten and a half, roughly billion in WeWork that obviously is not worth anywhere near what they put in at, uh, at this point. Uh, the Uber valuation, a number of things. Now, by the way, they've had some Jewel. successes in the Vision oh, they're not Fund Jewel. 1. They're not in Jewel. Vision Fund 1. But I Saudi just Arabia wasn't in there. They weren't in there. Two of the largest investors in Vision Fund 1 were not yet, have not yet committed to Vision Fund 2. Even though they, in the press it was reported that they already potentially had circled a very large number. So that remains So Middle East seen. money's pulling away there? I don't know if it's pulling away, but they're key backers in Vision Fund. Remember, the Saudis were in for $45 billion, $27 billion of which is that preferred to pay 7%. But that was a big part of the 100. Right. Um, so you want and need them to be in, in number two if you're SoftBank. As for Jewel, guys, uh, I know there's some press there, too, about a markdown from the hedge fund, but I'm hearing it's even lower than that. I mean, this was 300 is where it was trading in the secondary market not that long ago, and now I'm hearing you can see, start to see real action somewhere between 75 and 125 for, in terms of where people will sell. Really? Wow. Um, we don't have a chart. It's not no. a public company. There's Altria, which obviously owns... Uh, a, a good slug of jewel bought it at a $38 billion yeah, They created their own market. I mean, what, what is that about? 35% stake. Create your, own, create your own valuation and be wrong. I mean, it's like the WeWork valuation. I mean, you can't create your own valuation. The market's not, it doesn't work like that. No. It doesn't work like that. The FDA is creating the uh, jewel and FTC, they're creating the valuation. Well, jewel's been, you know, cut by two thirds potentially. Maybe it's not done. That might not be. How about the Airbnb? Can we just say no to that deal? Why would you say because no? Because we don't have any money. The market doesn't have enough money to do it. They should not come public. This is a terrible time to come public. Well, I don't you, think even a direct listing. Here. You don't yeah. want? No, they just they'll, they'll. 
Yeah, they're, no, not, no. they're, they're a different cat, man. They, they're making some money, aren't they? We just, they, if they're making money, why are they coming public in, in a, such a horrible market where everything's getting destroyed that's just coming public? Why, why would they do that? Why wouldn't you wait? Why, this market, you're desperate if you come public in this market. It's horrible. Uh, for IPOs. Navarro's on CNN Is this he? morning. Uh, says the jobs number should not deter the Fed from lowering rates. To your point earlier, right. Jim says the dollar's overvalued. Oh, he says the dollar. He's why he thinks the dollar's overvalued, does he? I <laughs> like that, David. I say it here, it comes out there. You do. Yeah. What are you hearing about bankruptcy lawyers and uh, WeWork? Anything? No. Not me either? No. No. Okay. A little early. Early days. Yeah. Well, uh, Barron's has his piece up this morning saying it's time to worry about triple Bs again. Uh, that well, corporate, they've added something. We had record corporate issuance in September. And uh, even, the rates are low. It's even uh, Bill Rudin this morning on Squawk saying it's great for real estate companies. But uh, if there is a slowdown, a pace, then you would worry about some of these half of the corporate bond markets, triple B or worse. Well, look, I, I think we got a little uh, lacking in caution, you know, asset light. You know, we're not covenant light. Yeah, there but, has been. But, the, you know, 3.5%. Uh, I've been listening to all these people talk about real estate and Manhattan. And, you know, this big country, and it's very hard to get. If you're in the rest of America, so to speak, uh, things are pretty darn good. So I, I think that there's always going to be guys who went badly uh, and built badly. But I think it's a forgiving market and you, you can restructure. I actually think WeWork can restructure very quickly if they want to. They have to lay off a lot of people and pull in their horns. But their places are full. Well, that helps. Well, that's what they that did. That does help. Yeah, that does Whatever. help. Where is um, uh, that fellow? Where's that? Uh, you know, what what the valuation would be and what, you should, what kind of a multiple you should apply to a business like that. You cannot, listen, you're going to grow very quickly if you spend as much as you take in in revenues. Right. Lose as much as you yeah, take in in you revenues. Don't. Excuse me. I just think that it's a growth stock. It's not really a growth stock. It's a... I'd rather be in CBRE. I'd rather be in any of the real estate investment trusts, whether it be a Simon property. You'd rather be in Apple, which turned up over 2% this morning. Don't trade Apple. Apple, Own it. I mean, that's a lot of market cap being added for Apple. Obviously, it also helps the Dow. That's another one where uh, Carrie's mom said they're all going to laugh at me. I've said that Apple should be owned. I've said the 11 is good. Uh, I've been laughed out. I've been ridiculed. David... I've had to take a huge number of heat, a huge amount of heat for saying that I like the new phone. But you know what? I'm a rhino. I can take it. It doesn't bother me one bit. Bring it on. Come on, get me. Come get me. Apple's good. It should be bought. It should be bought. I mean, in all fairness, when we get leaks from the likes of Nikkei saying, oh, they're cutting production, we dismiss them. But well, in I this case, think, we want to buy it. I just know that the my channel checks, oh, he doesn't really do channel checks. My channel checks indicate it's hard to get. They don't have everything. Uh, and remember, it's not just those. I mean, he, there are accessories that are just selling so well. Do you know, watches used to be a business. People sold watches. Now, they're still fully petite. If someone's trying to get me to buy. You know who makes the most, the b- b- biggest selling watch in the world? It's the this, one on your wrist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I have a beautiful bright lung. Petite was the, uh, was the tightrope walker. Yeah. yeah. I had a beautiful bright lung. It's gorgeous. And my wife says, I don't want you going out with that Apple thing. And I said, well, no, it's the Apple thing. I talked talk to her on the phone. It's very, it's like Maxwell Smart. That's right. It's Dick Tracy, it's, yeah. It is. Hey, I, I use it constantly. <laughs> I use it constantly. I love it. But then again, 
uh, I guess I'm a house man for Apple. You can't get them. Can't and get now the they you can't get the cone of silence though. <laughs> Plat. Doesn't bring that down. Plat. Or the, the shoe phone. Yeah. The shoe phone was yeah. done. But yeah. this is better than a shoe phone. Did you like Agent 99? Say again? Did Barbara you like Agent? Yeah. yeah, sure. How about Agent 99? Yeah. Oh, really? You like that? I that much? My father ah. and I both like Agent 99. Twinkle in his eye. <laughs> Maybe I dream of Genie a little bit more, Barbara Eden. No, not at all. No. No. Oh. No. Marianne. Come on. Ginger. Ginger. Elizabeth oh, Montgomery. Oh, my. The captain. Oh, jeez. The professor and... And his wife? The movie star. Guys, we're back to 29-24. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Bob? Nice start to the day. And a lot of concerns about recessions, I think, alleviated a little bit by that jobs report. Let's take a look at the sectors, what's moving here. And again, that nice little move up with different sectors here, generally positive here. Banks just went negative, but industrials, retail, semis, energy, uh, all flattish, let's call it right now. Uh, if you take a look at what's been going on the week, we have this strange amalgam of growth sectors like semiconductors continuing to do well and defensive groups like consumer staples. This is an odd combination, you know, utilities and, and semis, consumer staples and semis doing well. Uh, but a lot of groups have not had a good week, even with the numbers today. Energy's down, for example. Uh, banks have not had a good week. They're generally down three, three and a half percent. Uh, industrial's also down three percent. So generally, cyclicals still very much on the weak side. What about this jobs report? So what's it done for the narrative overall? I think there's two points you can make about it. First, I think it's fair to say it's cooled, but not eliminated some of the recession narrative that's out there. Let's face it, we were all primed for a negative number or a lousy number below 100,000. The street was. I think it's cooled some of that. Did it cool the Fed's rate cut narrative? I don't think so. I don't think the numbers was really strong enough to really cool that narrative down. And that's the problem here. It was okay, but not strong enough to blow away completely that recession narrative. So let's call it right in the middle here. Uh, 75% chance of a Fed cut now was 90%. Uh, yesterday for the month of October. So where is the consumer? We talked about this yesterday. Job growth strong but slowing. Wage growth steadily improving, a little below expectations on this month. Retail sales still strong. Talk to the CEO of MasterCard or Visa. They talk about the consumer being very strong. Their revenues keep going over at MasterCard. It's been a great year for them and a great year for Visa. So the consumer is still strong. Where are we? What's going to move the markets next week? It's the trade deal. So the representatives are coming in from Washington, uh, from China. Uh, the, uh, next week, the China delegation will be in town. I think it's fair to say the expectations are pretty low on this one here. But I think there's a lot more urgency due to the weaker data that we've seen. So maybe, maybe we will get some, exp- uh, some, some kind of movement here overall. After that, of course, it's all on earnings. And we're going to get some of the... M- more important companies within the next two weeks. So J.P. Morgan, Johnson & Johnson, Wells Fargo on the 15th, IBM on the 16th, and then my favorite, the deep cyclicals, the Honeywells and the Textrons. That'll be October 17th. So in the next two weeks, we're going to get much clearer information on the pace of trade negotiations as well as earnings commentary for the fourth quarter, and that's going to set the scene for the rest of the quarter. Carl, back to you. Uh, obviously, huge story today in the bond markets. Rick Santelli's at the CME in Chicago. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Carl. Boy, these just big drops on the week. It's unbelievable. Now, keep in mind, yesterday we added a new cycle low close to twos. They took out their 143. We're still below that now. So you can see, uh, we settled at what, 163 last week? So we're down well over 20 basis points in twos. We settled at 168 in tens that are at 153. These are really big drops. Look at a one week of twos and note on the next chart, uh, September 2017 is when we comped 
uh, yesterday's new fresh cycle low yield close. And if we look at one week of tens, the same dynamic in place. You open it up, you can see July 2016 is when we comp the 9-3. September 3rd, we're at 146. There's cycle low. So there is a little bit of cushion there. And do also remember, 146 is awfully close to 136, which is the all-time Low yield closes with an S for 10s because it happened not once but twice, July of 12 and July of 16. Dollar index, I hear a lot of talk about the dollar index from Jim, and I hear it from uh, the administration. They, of course, want a weaker dollar. They just want to play the manipulative game. You know why they're mad about the dollar being higher than it should? Because they're mad that other countries have not manipulated them. Is that what it really has come down to? The dollar is a good, strong dollar, and I remember a time when Larry Kudlow said that was a good thing. Look at a one week of the dollar index. It certainly has drifted a bit, but let's put it in proper context. We're not far under 99, and the high closes are just shy of 99.40, so we are still very much in striking distance of what was established, as you see on the August 1st chart of the dollar index cycle high. Carl, Jim, David, back to you. All right, Rick, thank you very much. Views on wealth and capitalism from two of the biggest players in technology. You'll start with Mark Zuckerberg. Yesterday at a live-streamed Q&A session with Facebook employees, he responded to Senator Bernie Sanders' comment that billionaires should not exist. I understand where he's coming from. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't know if I have like an exact threshold on, on, like, on what, what amount of money someone should have. But, but look, I mean, at, at some level, no one deserves to have that much money. All right, then listen to what Salesforce Mark Benioff had to say about capitalism at yesterday's TechCrunch Disrupt Summit. I really strongly believe that capitalism as we know it is dead, that we're going to see a new kind of capitalism. Mm -hmm. And that new kind of capitalism that's going to emerge is not the Milton Friedman capitalism, that it's just about making money. Right. And if your orientation is just about making money, I don't think you're going to hang out very long as a CEO or a founder of a company. You have to be more than that in today's world. You certainly have to be more than that in San Francisco. And, and, that's and because you certainly you need have to be more than right? that in our tech industry as well. Um, if you want to know more about what Mark says, uh, read Trailblazer, because it has it laid out, it's really good. I suggest that everybody go listen to Mark Zuckerberg's town meeting yesterday. It was really extraordinary. They're now open. And the next line was, and I'm, that's why I'm giving all my stock away. And I think we've got to give him credit for that. So he's giving all his Facebook stock. I think Benioff in particular, though, is hitting on something even bigger than just this idea of how much money you have, yeah, which is this change that we're starting to see in the capital markets in a more significant way, or certainly when it comes to investing. We say ESG, we keep using these initials, but what we are talking about is a change in the way that those who make decisions about how to allocate capital are looking at the opportunities available to them and taking into account things that are beyond what right. might have typically been the case. This is happening. What the yes. impact is going to be still hard to say, but it is not lip service anymore. No, and Mark talks about one of the most important stakeholders is the earth, which is fantastic. Uh, look at BP today. BP announced a new CEO. People are talking about him as a millennial. Someone the millennials might like. Millennials don't like the fossil fuels. He, this new CEO, is very involved with trying to have a lower carbon footprint. He's an oil company, for heaven's sake. 
Mark's stuff is is extraordinary. Again, I mean, I think Zuckerberg is he, he was baited about Elizabeth Warren. He didn't take the bait. He knows that these things, these are big issues. Uh, Zuckerberg did respond uh, to Warren. Take a listen to this. My question is around Elizabeth Warren and her statements of wanting to break break up big tech companies. You've made some statements about her in the past, and how are you going to stay impartial to what you know she continues to say about Facebook and still using our platform? All right. Well, um, God, let's try not to antagonize her further. Um, it's, <laughs> That comes on a week yeah. where Sanders, uh, his health is in question. Yes. And the, 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 and the president's Bob. approach to the inquiry has, some say, undermined Biden. Well, uh, the president tends to make it so that you're really confused about who's good and who's bad. He's pretty great at that. And he's got, uh, he has the podium. I mean, everybody wants him on their shows, and that's very powerful. Uh, I think that Zuckerberg asked, was asked also about uh, about where the narrative is. Are they too leftist at Facebook? He's trying not to be that. And they obviously want to try to be neutral. It's a tough time to be neutral because there's so many people who want to call a side. Well, Benioff's point is the days of being neutral are over. Yes. You know, Benny, look, Benioff is saying, you know, change or die. And I think that Benioff's message must be read. Trailblazer must be read. It's, by the way, it, it's written with the help of uh, a, a very good writer, with Monica. Monica, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lang, not Lang. Monica Lang. Yeah. Monica Lang. Lang. Yeah, Lang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wall Street Journal reporter. Yeah. Yes, and that's who, uh, yeah, and the Pulitzer Prize winning reporter yes. Jim Stewart introduced me to Monica Lang, and she wrote it in conjunction with Mark, and it is yeah. a great, so fast read. It's a fast, Zuckerberg, by the way, also, that was a sort of... No, that's not the congressional testimony, Zuckerberg. That seemed a no, lot more. No, that was a great, meaningful yeah. town hall. I want everyone to listen to it. He's more thoughtful than whatever people think. Not antagonizing one. This good sport. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, watch the markets. Dow's up 140. We're back to 29.24. Make sure to check out our podcast, The Opening Bell, of Squawk on the Street, cnbc.com backslash podcasts, or wherever you get them. Amid all the volatility this week, which S&Pers have done the worst? Probably not a surprise. E-Trade Schwab uh, leading the list as they uh, zero commissions just took over that industry. Back in a minute. Jim, what's on Matt tonight? We're going to do some not as bad as forecast stocks like Pepsi, J.P. Morgan, American Express, Abbott, Merck, Starbucks, and Facebook. And we have Katrina Lake. We have Stitch Fix. I think the stock is radically undervalued, but people want, don't want growth right now. They want earnings. They want Clorox. They don't want Stitch Fix. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.